From the Social Capital Theatre in beautiful downtown Toronto, it's Anda Scotch Egg, Her Majesty's finest all-weather panel show. Please welcome your host, Dan Donnelly! <laughs> Hello, hello, and welcome to another edition of And a Scotch Egg, Her Majesty's Finest All-Weather Panel Show. My name's Dan Donnelly, and I'll be your host this evening. How are we feeling tonight? Excellent! We do a British TV-style panel show here. Anybody familiar with the many lovely panel shows of British television? One person! Great! Two people! Nine people! Excellent! Uh, so we do a mix of quiz and improv and everything else. It's a bit like uh, Trivial Pursuit meets Who's Line, and I think you'll have a good time tonight. Tonight is our first anniversary special. We started this show a year and three days ago tonight. So you guys get to see just how far we've come. Our first show's theme was science, so we decided what better to do tonight than science, fantasy, a mix of sci-fi and fantasy. Are you guys nerds? Yeah, us too. So it's going to be a good show. We love sci-fi and fantasy. There's just something about it. You know, something about having a ring cycle longer than Wagner's. Something about watching an alien ambassador cheat at poker with his tentacle penis. It's great, guys. It's great. Sci-fi and fantasy allow us to explore different worlds that are nothing like our own, but sometimes just a little too close to our own experiences. So are you guys ready to get the show started? Yes, yes. Well, first we have a slight word from our sponsor, Fan Fiction. Fan Fiction, if you're a 14-year-old girl or a significantly older gay man, Fan Fiction might be for you. If you've ever wondered what it would be like if Harry Potter fought Darth Vader, or if Kirk got Spock pregnant, try Fan Fiction. Fan Fiction, the only thing the internet hates slightly more than furries, Fan Fiction. All right, guys, are you ready to meet your contestants tonight? Yes! First up, we have the Cyberpunks. Please welcome George Burgess, Velvet Wells, and Team Captain Mike Payne. And against the Cyberpunks, we have the Fantastic Beasts. Please welcome Chris Sandiford, Bethany Daniels, and Team Captain Sarah Ashby. All right, guys, we're going to get started right now with a pop quiz. Are you guys ready? Contestants ready? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Time for our first question. The category is logicians. In the Star Trek universe, Vulcans are a species of humanoid aliens who strive to live according to logic and reason with as little interference from emotion as possible. They are also noticeably incapable of what? George. Chillaxing. Ten points. Bethany. Getting a boner. Velvet. Living long and prospering. They are broke as fuck. <laughs> they can't Chris. drive. They can't drive. Vulcan they can't drive? Can't drive. They're there are no Vulcan drivers. pilots. <laughs> They're bad drivers. Is that a stereotype a that bad, I was unaware it's of? It's a racist stereotype that I wish I hadn't uh, brought up. I think, okay. I think you're co-opting that stereotype. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else? Okay, well, the real answer is uh, they are incapable of getting a realistic-looking eyebrow wax uh, and also telling a lie. Vulcans cannot tell a lie. They're like George Washington, except... Well, they can, but it hurts a lot. They can, but it hurts a lot. Is that true? Abraham Lincoln, the one who couldn't tell a 
No, it was uh, George, George Washington. Washington. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. What did Abraham? Because <laughs> he chopped down a tree. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. Abraham Lincoln's beard couldn't tell a lie. Yeah. His beard couldn't tell. No, a lie. beards don't lie. All right. Moving on to the next question. No small roles. Uh, Emmy and Golden Globe award-winning actor Peter Dinklage briefly became an internet meme for the following notorious line in Bungie's sci-fi video game Destiny. That wizard came from George. <laughs> he dampened his bell. Nice delivery. <laughs> <laughs> My shiny metal ass. <laughs> Ten points. The George. mall. The mall? Yeah. Yes. Jamal? <laughs> Sarah. Uh, the wizard that came from the DVP. Yes, but he got stuck in traffic because it was closed. <laughs> Anyone else? Yes. Uh, the wizard that came from Oshawa. <laughs> the wizard of Oshawa? Yeah. That's... It's the wizard that came from my moon. Your moon. That's the same joke twice. Very good. Very good, Mike. <laughs> That's right. no moon. <laughs> we'll take a break we'll be right back it's a fully operational space station the correct answer is that wizard came from prostate stimulation which is the same joke three times <laughs> it's the moon next question the category is where no man has gone before in the 1966 film Fantastic Voyage a crew of scientists journey to what incredibly remote location Velvet uh, Fantastic Voyage Lakeside just slide, glide, slippity slide, front gate, your worries, nine to five. Come on, come on. Is he right? Is that Lizzo? 200 points. <laughs> uh, 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 yes. In Fantastic Voyage, they go to Big Mama's house. They do, yes. <laughs> That's just for me. <laughs> Tyler Perry. Has produced a lot of movies, including the Fantastic Voyage. How many planes does he have? Big Mama's house is not Tyler Perry, I don't think. It's not. <laughs> no, that's uh, isn't he Big Mama? That's the Martin. Martin. Oh, Martin. that is Martin Lawrence. Martin. Okay, yeah. George, you rang in, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't you Where? tell? Oh, because of the dampening. He yes. Dampened it. I'm ringing again. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever it was, it wasn't on the Dufferin bus line. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else? Sarah? The clitoris. <laughs> Speaking of places that also are not on the Dufferin bus line. I believe it's pronounced clitoris. <laughs> I don't think that's ever been sufficiently resolved, has it? <laughs> Sorry for mansplaining. Or found, yeah. <laughs> or found. Uh, anyone else? Okay, the correct answer is Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. <laughs> but also, they take a microscopic ship to the inside of the human body, which is where Moose Jaw is it's misleading because you would think it would be in a moose but in fact it is in a human <laughs> next question <laughs> mythology is the category what fantastic beast is known for turning men into stone with a single glance mike my mom <laughs> my George. wife's hat bill but she looked so good at the royal wedding i think it was I think it was worth it, don't you? It was fascinating. Yeah. Ah! ah sorry. <laughs> that a was fun hat like that is called that, a fascinating. Yes, yes, that was yes, that was very. That was. I, I only just learned that to, like a couple weeks ago, so now I'm like, wow. Six thousand points. If Harry and Megan had been here as they promised to be on their tour of Canada, they would have appreciated that joke as well. 
Where are they? What are they up to? Where are they? They're <laughs> hiding. They're in a cave somewhere in we Afghanistan. Don't even want them. I mean, no. <laughs> Anyone else? All right. I don't know. Okay. Well, I did ring in, but. Oh, yes, yeah, Sarah, please. Go ahead. My answer. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Has anyone been right? No, no one has ever been right on this show. <laughs> Uh, turning men to stone. Hey, how about getting stoned? Am I right? Yeah. I got some weeds to sell if anyone wants any <laughs> skunkalunk. <laughs> so I turn people men to stone by stoning them up, but with weed. Yes. That's my answer. 200 points. <laughs> we'll meet after the show. It'll be good. I'm high now. All right. Uh, next question. What was the answer? The, oh, sorry. <laughs> the correct answer is Medusa. Medusa is the correct a, answer. A a gorgon yeah. with excellent hair. All right. The next category is go see a Star War. What are midichlorians? It's that like zero calorie beer that you can get. That's water. Negative 50 <laughs> points. Mike. Clearly it's the name for Princess Leia's hairstyle. Oh, like the cinnamon rolls? Yeah. <laughs> Sarah. It's the uh, powerhouse of the cell. Yes. <laughs> in, Love it. in the Moz Eisley cantina, those clarinets that they have, they're all MIDI in- input and output modified. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. George. Midichlorians are what you put in your midi pool to stop it from growing algae. <laughs> yes. Are there any side effects? It May can include. make your movies yeah. shitty. Yeah. <laughs> Did you say movie uh, shitty? Uh, movie. <laughs> oh, sorry. Bethany, was that you ringing in? Yeah, uh, midichlorians are the men's crop top that put Forever 21 out of business. Oh. <laughs> 25 points. Midriff. Midriff. Yeah. Midriff chlorians. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Okay, that's good. They don't good. have a business. Get your yeah. That's get your minis. <laughs> <laughs> so midichlorians are actually responsible for ruining my childhood. But also, <laughs> I thought that would get a laugh. Uh, <laughs> it was just too sad. <laughs> they are also apparently microscopic life forms that link force-sensitive beings to the force. So now you know there's a scientific explanation uh-huh. for magic. Yeah. 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 Uh, speaking of Star Wars, we've got a prequel sequel here. How did Jedi Master Mace Windu get a purple lightsaber? Velvet. Sam Jackson uh, took George aside and he said he's going to tell everybody that there are Snokes on the motherfucking plane unless he gets a purple lightsaber. <laughs> 2,000 points. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Snokes on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the lightsaber sales guy told uh, Mace Windu that the purple looked so good against his skin and he felt too awkward to leave. That's also how I got this outfit. 150 points. 150 points. George. He got a red lightsaber and a blue lightsaber. And he got him to fuck. Yeah. That is additive color theory. Is also lightsaber frittage, I think. Don't you know that you never have to turn on the red light? Roxanne. (laughs) All right. Well, enough of that. (laughs) We're having fun. Are you having fun? Hey. A thousand points. (laughs) The correct answer is Mace Windu got an off-brand midichlorian supplement from a Moss Eisley gas station, which gave him a force boost lasting over four hours. And he was too embarrassed to go to Master Yoda about it and get another lecture about that do or do not. There is no try. Damn chewable Viagra. Yeah. 
we don't advertise that on this podcast, <laughs> but we may need it. Um, so the correct answer is actually Sam Jackson repeatedly asked George Lucas on camera to give him a purple lightsaber because he is just that cool. On All camera? Right. On camera. <laughs> it didn't, the yeah, it didn't make it into the movie yeah, you... somehow. <laughs> All right. yeah, he brought its own fabric (laughs) alright that concludes the first pop quiz are you guys ready to meet your contestants a little more intimately yeah alright we're going to start with the cyberpunks Uh, originally a puppet on Mr. Dress Up Velvet Wells is now a full grown marionette his smooth baritone singing voice is a result of his high thread count Velvet you're afraid of heights, but love skydiving. How does that work? Uh, well, you have to go tandem when you're new to skydiving, which means I got this great burly bear of a man strapped to me. <laughs> so it turns out that I joined the Mile High Club and the 0.99 Mile High Club. And the, all the way, you know, going down never felt so good. <laughs> I put you in my tickle trunk. <laughs> and he did, yeah. Excellent, excellent, excellent. But you didn't have a low opening, did you? Never mind. The gentleman never tells. <laughs> All right. George Burgess is not a quiet, bald man from New Brunswick who enjoys reading tactical turn-based games and moderately priced mechanical pencils. He is actually a clone from a parallel universe who is also exactly like that. George, how many times has your father punched a horse? (laughs) Two times. (laughs) That I know of. (laughs) I have a follow-up? Yeah. Why did he do that? (laughs) The first time and then, yeah. The first time makes sense. The (laughs) The second time was just spite. Yeah. <laughs> Follow-up question. How many times did the horse punch your dad back? <laughs> it did not retaliate at all. I, I have a, the horse a, didn't one last follow-up question, but this is the shut the fuck up horn uh, for you guys. That's fun. Did it get the horse to learn math? <laughs> no. No? Okay. Uh, team captain... <laughs> Mike. You learned something about Dan today. <laughs> Is that how you learned math? <laughs> uh, Dan learned. Yeah. No, I was not a horse. <laughs> oh, okay. I get. I don't. I don't get it. I mean, I may be like a horse in other ways, but not mathematically. You're. Yeah. You work hard. You work really hard. Yeah, I work very hard, <laughs> and I wear metal shoes. A <laughs> uh, team. Cyberpunk team captain Mike Payne's daily routine includes A, wake and takes, also known as test taking for a thing in the morning, B, reading from the holy works of Frank Herbert, and C, multiplying matrices in his own head in an attempt to bend time and space via simple vector transformations. A, B, C, always be cramming. Life is tough. Mike, what is your favorite kind of pie? 3.141592. Do I have to do the whole thing? Yes, Yes, please. I'm not doing it. Okay. No, mainly because I can't. Yeah. <laughs> Just to clarify. There is another show yeah. in the room after us, so perhaps only ah. only six or seven hundred digits would be sufficient. Okay. Do twenty places. He can do the. Tw- I've seen right. him do it. 20 do the twenty places. Oh wait, we're on the same team. What? Do the twenty places. I'm the team captain here. Yeah, and I. Wait, what am I? <laughs> you can only be questioned by a guy senior. Ten- I'm an admiral. How about that? All right, all right. All right, those are the cyberpunks. Give them a hand, ladies and gentlemen. And everybody.
And now are you ready to meet the Fantastic Beasts? Uh, Bethany Daniels. I guess not, but you're going to anyway. Uh, Bethany Daniels is an extraterrestrial light being with the ability to harness the power of perpetual motion and a human IQ of four. She does very good human stand-up comedy and is also very good at standing using a variety of human legs. Oh. Yeah. 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 Bethany, if you had to play Fuck, Mary Kill with science fiction and science fiction, (laughs) what would you do? All right, so I am going to... Fuck science, because fuck science, but also like fuck science. Yeah. Um, I'm going to marry fiction, uh, because you know, taught me how to read and everything. And I'm gonna kill science fiction. What? That wow. sounds good, but it also sounds sounds like why we have measles again. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. <laughs> we don't want to date the show. Okay. <laughs> Next up, Chris Sandiford is from the future and will somehow emerge as a candidate in the U.S. 2020 presidential election. He just got back from the debate last night. This run will ultimately be unsuccessful. Yeah, you guys are not going to like who emerges victorious in 2020 in November on Super Tuesday. You're not going to like it. But... I know what I'm doing now. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna run for mayor, and I think you'll like what happens there too. Of South Bend? I don't win. I don't win. Okay. I do not win. I want to chop down the CN Tower, and if we can't do that, I want to put another one on top of it. Okay. So yeah, for tourist reasons. Yeah. Chris, I do have a question. Yeah. Who the hell do you think you are? Look, I'm just happy to be here, and uh, I'm going to need your vote in November. Thanks so much, guys. All right. Thank you so much. Oh, just, vote just for Chris Sandiford, everyone, in a different country, but maybe you can anyway. <laughs> Team leader Sarah Ashby is a little nerd troll who spent most of her elementary school days trying and failing to draw dragons. Sarah, as a lover of mythology, what was the most dangerous beast ever created? Ooh, um, I would have to say... People. Yes. Yeah. Also the most dangerous game. No (laughs) follow-up. All right, and with that, we're going to move on to the next section of the show called What the Hell is This? And What the Hell is This? We show our contestants a variety of weird and wonderful images and get them to tell us what the hell is this. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Yeah. Contestants, are you ready? Just a note to the listeners of the podcast version of the show, you can see all of the images we discuss on our website, www.andascotchegg.com slash podcast, or watch the show on YouTube. All right, panel, I must ask you, what the hell is this? <laughs> that is the pasta maker I ordered off of Wish. Seven later. <laughs> uh, that's the new Subaru Outback. <laughs> From this angle it is. <laughs> Just a gal trying to get some beauty sleep, if you know what I mean. It's the only known picture of Jeff Goldblum where he's kinda like mm, uh. <laughs> uh, it, it's uh Palpatine from the new Star Wars in that thing that at the end of the movie. Am I spoiling this by the what way? What are you doing? I'm spoiling it. <laughs> what are you Pal- doing? That's a frame from that's a frame from the Star Wars. The Six Star months. Wars. The Star Wars. 
Has it not been six months? When did it come out? I, honest question. December. Christmas. December, okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah, nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody, nobody will know. Nobody cares. <laughs> yes. But at least we know now that Palpatine fucks, which I think is the important... <laughs> okay. Sorry. Is, spoilers. It yeah. is Emperor Palpatine. He it is Emperor, Emperor Palpatine. for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Was he was he emperor at the time? I don't know. Oh we'll find out. We'll find out. Sarah. Uh, this is what happens when Elon Musk is your sugar daddy. <laughs> right. You become a battery in his rocket. Right? Yeah, yeah. You become Grimes. Yeah. <laughs> so what happened when H.R. Geiger fucked Jane Fonda? <laughs> Deep dive. All right. Anybody else? Okay, so this is a still from the 1968 movie Barbarella, which did make Jane Fonda famous. This is the excessive machine, also known as the Orgasmatron. Uh, In this scene, Jane Fonda is supposed to die of pleasure, but instead comes so hard she breaks the machine. I love that. Yes, girl. All right. Okay. Female hero we need. Yeah. I knew I could relate to her somehow. This podcast is sponsored by Hitachi. Hitachi. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, panelists. What the hell is this? <laughs> yes. That is the pasta I made with my pasta maker. <laughs> Using the dough I got from Wish. It's just zucchini pasta. <laughs> just zoodles. They're just zoodles. If you're going to be hungry in six to eight weeks, <laughs> order a pasta maker from Wish. Is zoodles zucchini pasta? Yeah, zucchini noodles. Use your brain. Oh, use your brain. Oh, should we be throwing shade at the other team? You idiot. Yeah. (laughs) You're a dumb. (laughs) Damn it. Damn it. (laughs) That was such a sturdy burn. I just want to hug you. (laughs) Uh, That's what it looks like when the monster from Little Shop of Horrors comes. (laughs) Feed me, Seymour. Uh, along those lines, this is tentacle porn from the inside. Oh, oh. oh that was too far? <laughs> That's why Dan should know where it's from. <laughs> I do know where it's I from. Know where it's, from. <laughs> it's got. It is gach, the Klingon delicacy gach, which is only delicious if you eat it while it's still alive, right. as everyone knows. Right. Do you remember that episode of uh, DJ Sign where yeah. Bashir eats it? But it's like a, it's like for real a worm that he eats. Yeah. For right? Is, am I wrong about that? I will have to ask the prop master. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Tweet me. CC that tweet. Yes. Is that before or after they found out that he was engineered? That is after. Mm. So that was just for us. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Excellent. Panelists, what the hell is this? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> George. Glenn Danzig's christening. <laughs> My family. Where'd you get this picture of us? It's James Cameron with his birth family. <laughs> this is Bill and Ted's four sneak preview. <laughs> this is like <laughs> this is like the MTV version of Gomez and Morticia Adams <laughs> with like a new up to date Pugsley. <laughs> For, for real though, this is a legit nightmare I've had. Where I'm a little white boy surrounded by these ghouls. A much whiter, yeah. A much whiter version. Not white of, enough. I'm coming at you. I'm coming at you for that. One. Ah. 
You no. are you are you are beat red oh, right no. now. I really, but that's not unusual. <laughs> is it just me or is she too hot for him? You know. <laughs> He's wearing just a little too much Cool Whip. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a true Liverpudlian. Okay. That is a callback to something that happened before the show. <laughs> for anyone who is curious. Okay, guys. Uh, this is um, this is Skeletor and Evil Lynn from the 1987 live-action version of Masters of the Universe, which is terrible if you ever want to see it, uh, with a child who won the contest and was able to play Pig Boy. So here he is with Dolph Lundgren, who played... <laughs> who played He-Man, uh, dressed in his pig boy costume. He's in what? One, How cute! He's in one scene of the movie where he likes hands Skeletor a scepter. That's crazy. What did he just say to Dolph? Look how pissed he is. That's what Dolph looks like. Yeah. Imagine winning a contest and the prize is you play pig boy. <laughs> That's your prize? You're a pig boy. You would be surprised. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, I just laugh so hard that I hurt my balls. <laughs> Come on, All you right. guys, get, get with it. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hurt some balls out here. All right, moving on. Panelists, what the hell is this? George? Normal? <laughs> <laughs> well, Flubber had to get with Barney someday, you know? <laughs> wow. <laughs> It is exactly what it looks like, and it's exactly what you think it is. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Okay. But what the hell is that? I'm sorry. I work in a sex store. <laughs> I think the guy who made it, his name was Signature. <laughs> yes. Why is that written? But there? what about BadDragon.com, eh, George? I couldn't see that. Ta- Taco. 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 Oh, that's his name. Like the sushi. <laughs> That's what it's called. It's the taco. Jesus Christ. It's where it goes. I can tell you that that's like a really highly reflective surface sitting on, for sure. Yes. Yeah. All right, Dan, what is it? Uh, this is Purple Tentacle from the classic LucasArts uh, game, Day of the Tentacle. But it is also a dildo made by BadDragon.com, which specializes in fantasy equipment. So if you need something dragon or alien themed audience now you know where to go don't put these in your body without preparation no I learn more and more about you every time we're here all we learn every you're time learning the same lesson every time, every time. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> watch our previous episodes <laughs> all right panelists what the hell is this somebody who just used that last image <laughs> Me on self-care Sundays. Oh. <laughs> you know, that's one satisfied customer. <laughs> that's uh, Ivanka and Donald Trump getting intimate. <laughs> ah, that really bummed them out. Because <laughs> Ivanka's hot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's an anthropomorphic chubby vagina. <laughs> <laughs> he does have a bit of a cleft down there, does he? <laughs> This is from the LucasArts live action tardigrade in space. <laughs> it does look a little bit like a tardigrade. I would rather watch this than Star Trek Discovery, to be honest. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Shut up. We're fighting now. Hey, there's a reason they... STD, come on. Uh, 
<laughs> so this is a, a the boss vampire of a vampire nest in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, who happens to be apparently bathing in a giant tub of chili. Yummy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so moving on to our last image panelists, That's I ask point. you, Ugh. what the hell is this? <laughs> Put it away. <laughs> This is the uh, future liberals want. <laughs> this is the future the conservatives want. <laughs> this is a sneak preview to uh, J.K. Rowling's next unveiling. Uh, turns out Harry, Ron, and Hermione were a thruple the whole time. Aww. And Harry got pregnant, and he made two babies. <laughs> I wrote that fan fiction right. in 2006. I think you 100% got that right. I, I, I can tell we're close, me and JK. Okay, wow. Yeah. Ron, Ron got hot. That, that, looks like, <laughs> that looks like tan. <laughs> From, uh, what's it called? Clear Eye, right? Eye. Oh, yeah. 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 He does. Before Smarmy. he came out. It's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone else? Okay, so this is Harry Potter and Twilight crossover fan art. So the characters are actually meant to be the Twilight characters. Oh. Uh, so Wait, Ron, Ron is supposed to be Edward, and Harry is supposed to be Jacob, and those are the children... And uh, Hermione is what's her name, the main oh. character with no personality. Which Bella. One's, which one's Renesmee, the, the, the baby? I don't know anything about Twilight. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she. Twi- it's vampires, and then one of them has a baby, and then it fucks her best friend when it gets older. It's a good series. You guys should all read it. Read it. Give so, it a chance. Twilight 2020. I'm here. So it is just Polly Harry Potter, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Polly Potter. <laughs> All right, thank you, panelists. That was What the Hell Is This? We're going to move on to the next section of the show, which is another pop quiz. All right, the category is Fast Times. Every sci-fi show has its own technology that allows for faster-than-light travel. Star Trek has warp drives, Star Wars has hyperdrive, and Battlestar Galactica has FTL. How do they go faster than light in The Expanse? Uh, it's self-propulsion. They go to the all-you-can-eat chili buffet, and they just gas themselves out there. <laughs> it's the uh, too-rapid-removal-of-anal beads. <laughs> it's not a lawnmower cord. You're not supposed to take them out like that. <laughs> I want to hear more from you. 69 points. How else is the shit going to hit the fan? <laughs> oh. Oh. Boo! Boo. And in this case, the fan is a person who likes the show. Yes. <laughs> Don't sit in the front row of this show. If you're in the front row, you're going to get super fucking wet. <laughs> George? They go faster than light by taking the Coles Island cutoff. No, wait, that's a shortcut from Fredericton to Moncton. Where my brother-in-law flipped his Saturn. Do you need another member on your team? <laughs> Saturn is close enough. Saturn! <laughs> we'll take that. Uh, so uh, the actual answer is the Epstein drive. So I guess the that's Jeffrey what. Epstein drive. Yeah, so I guess that's what he was doing oh with all God. those girls. It was for science all along. Does it only go to an island? Is that? Yeah, it only goes. It only goes to an, an island. island. Every man is an island. I happen to know that they don't go faster than light, actually, in that show. It's not faster than light travel. Oh, well, there they you go. Fold, they fold space. Yeah. They don't, no, they don't go faster than light. It's all inside the uh, solar the system. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, folding space is tricky, though. It's like a fitted sheet. Facts. 
Okay, moving on. Sorry to derail it with facts. <laughs> the, We're not going to be wrong. So it's like Firefly. <laughs> the category is super flat. Terry Pratchett wrote a series of fantasy novels that take place on a world shaped like a disc. What is this world called? George. Circleton. No. George. Platter world. No. George. World world. No. George. Plateville, USA. Anyone else, please? Tapas? No. <laughs> Bethany. Cube City Place? No. <laughs> uh, Flat Earther Paradise. Okay, that's enough of that. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> uh, the answer is Discworld. Oh, Terry Pratchett. I get it now. Yes. Oh, that yeah. Home of the Sony Discman. Well, that's a good omen. And technically, it wasn't a disc, it was an ob. You want oh, to continue that no, one? No, 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 no. no oh, you're I'm fine like, with disc worlds. Disc worlds are fine, but we're in a bubble. You guys missed it. I was making faces at Mike, not at Melvin. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. And in case anybody wanted to know, the color of magic is purple. Uh, that's the first book in the series. That is the first book in the series. That's why and I made the joke. that's why the lightsaber is purple. By the way, we're all real nerds. Yeah. yeah. We really are. Yeah. We could not tell. Our, our power level is very high. No one on this set. Definitely over 9,000. Yeah, no one on this stage has ever had sex. Well, <laughs> hey, not this year. With a human. <laughs> the Only category... Pockets. We saw the dildo dance. Yeah. The category is only a flesh wound. In the anime Fate Zero, long dead hero King Arthur is resurrected to help in the Holy Grail War. But when he returns to the realm of the living, it turns out he has come back as what? Velvet. He's a coconut salesman. (laughs) Sarah. (laughs) 25 points. George. A guy who has heard of this book or show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he comes back and he's the only one that remembers that the Beatles songs existed. <laughs> <laughs> a true liver puddlian. <laughs> Bethany. He comes back as a baby, but then he's also still himself, but he has to raise himself as a baby. <laughs> as my wife. <laughs> Okay, that's a multi, <laughs> multi episodic call. Yeah, go through our back catalog. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you're trying to give For context to my wife. <laughs> yeah. I'm my wife. <laughs> yeah. It, it's not only the laziest joke in comedy. It's also it's also a callback. It's like, what's up? Oh, you guys you weren't there for what's up. We did that. Another. I just, I'm so sorry. All right, Chris. All right. <laughs> Tell them about the Budweiser frogs next. <laughs> Where's oh, the beef, right? Are. Where's the beef? <laughs> you know, Minnesota. Huh? That, remember that election? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. The correct answer is King Arthur comes back as 10 increasingly desperate and expensive sequels because Hollywood is totally out of new ideas. But also he comes back as a woman in this show. So check it out. Why wouldn't That's, you leave with uh, that part? Yeah. Women are in now. Yeah, women are in. <laughs> yeah. It's Made it. <laughs> so long as at least one person laughed at that. Yes. <laughs> Are they in women? Like, <laughs> we'll take a break. We'll be right back. Stick around. Arcade Fire is next. <laughs> next question. The category is a very silly place. 
In the mists of Avalon, Marion Zimmer, Bradley's feminist retelling of Arthurian legend, Christianity is responsible for bringing what to Britain for the first time? Bethany. The first porn for women. Sexy Jesus statues. All right. <laughs> Polls, which were promptly taxed. <laughs> 15 points. Velvet. Uh, Jesus' body piercings, which were also heavily taxed. It's <laughs> <laughs> a real taxation thing going on with you guys. Wasn't Jesus just heavily tacked? Oh. <laughs> you really nailed that one. <laughs> 2,020 points. Seven points. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone say, else? I would say zero because that's when he was born. But... Yeah, or 33. Mm. 33. All right. Oh, wow. Anyone else? Sarah? Uh, dental. Dental. <laughs> no. It did not catch on. No. Well, that's why it's a feminist retelling. Yes. <laughs> oh. the of the world. <laughs> uh, all right. The correct answer is actually alcoholism, which did catch on hugely. Yeah, you're goddamn right. Uh, but also, Christianity is responsible for bringing patriarchy to Britain, which yeah. destroyed magic well, and, don't they, knock and the it. culture don't that knock they it. had. <laughs> I'm gonna knock it. Do you think it's it? gonna catch on? I will soon? knock it. I like how Chris started this yeah. whole like, question being like, women are in now. <laughs> don't, don't, don't knock Patreon. Don't knock it. <laughs> Wearing a suit. All the great kings. <laughs> think of all the great kings. The, the king of pop. Oh, oh, oh. oh, oh <laughs> that's a different show. <laughs> Moving on. The category is Remembrance of Things Past. On the fifth season Star Trek, uh, the next generation episode, The Inner Light, what does Captain Picard's wife keep telling him to remember? George. The Space Alamo. (laughs) (laughs) Sarah. Uh, That she could have done better. Then Picard? Remember to jerk off before bedtime. I've seen what you do behind closed doors, your sex doll, and I don't want you to be touching me. Oh, what's that? He's an android? That may be, that may be, but space space cheating is space cheating, John Luke. Very husky voice. Yeah. That was a lot. That was a lot. Uh, She's mad. Is that canon? There is some Picard data stuff going on in the in the new Picard series. I don't know. Maybe it's true. Yeah, they're fucking friends, man. <laughs> yeah, they're exactly. Friends. Yes. They were never that close, though. You know, it was Jordy and Data. I am upset with the new show, and that's why you got to vote for me. Ah, stop. <laughs> Anybody? We else? have two Star Trek series going at the same time. I know, and boom. We haven't right? had that since the '90s. Rise up! We have to rise up. Our time is now. <laughs> it turned out so well with Voyager. <laughs> Picard's wife is telling him to remember how to reboot the hollow deck when it fucks up and threatens life. Just turn it off and on again, yeah, basically. Yeah, exactly. yeah. IT crowd. Control all delete. Anyone else? No. All right. Uh, so uh, she is telling him to remember the time he cheated on her with the Borg Queen. <laughs> <laughs> but also to put away his shoes. It's very sweet. It is very sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Not as sweet as the time he was assimilated, but. Not as hot. So you're pro Locutus, is what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Locutus twenty. How does he get a name? How does he get? All right. The category I is. It on the show. I know. The category <laughs> is the Unforgiven. 
In the world of Harry Potter, there are three unforgivable curses. Avada Kedavra, which kills people. Crucio, which tortures people. And what? Velvet. Conservatist votus. It's a middle class uh, curse. It makes people vote against their own interests. (laughs) (laughs) 200 points. Sarah. Uh, Vacationist dreadiest, but it only applies to white people. (laughs) (laughs) George. Dag Nabbit. (laughs) I think the incantation for Velvet's answer is simply Brexit. You have to. You really have to roll those. Brexit. 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 Oh, Brexit. Pronounce it. Pronounce it. Leviosa. Pronounce the R. Jack Sparrow. Can you live with this Jack Sparrow? Why are you motorboating? Yeah, we remember that from Harry Potter. The squid creature that appears. <laughs> so the correct answer is Authorius Ratconio, which turns any character into an oppressed minority without having to actually mention or deal with it in the books. Whoa. <laughs> why would she have? Why, why should she have to? All that matters is what she says now. Of, uh, of course, of course. I, I think we don't want what ma- what she says now to matter that much. To be honest, stay away from Twitter, everyone. Uh, the, the correct the correct answer is Imperio, which controls people against their will. Uh-huh. Uh, a bit like conservatives' photos, actually. Mm. <laughs> Don't knock them. Don't knock <laughs> <laughs> them. The political system only works if the losers p- still want to play. Chris Sandiford, 2020, everyone. <laughs> All right, that's it for the second pop quiz. We're moving on hey, to the next okay. section of the show, which is called Not Bloody Likely. In Not Bloody Likely, we give our panelists a series of unlikely scenarios, and they give us an idea of what might happen. All right. Our first unlikely scenario is how not to train your dragon. You punch it in the head twice. (laughs) But it will learn math. (laughs) If you do what I say, I'll uh, I'll let you eat my legs. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I get it. I get this game. Okay. See that kid in the skateboard over there? Yeah, you. I'm talking to you. Not you. You. You go over there and you eat his fucking face. Because that's how we live our lives in the pain family. <laughs> you guys had a dragon? We too. Oh. Uh, if you, you know, you, do, you, you eat your vegetables, you know, we can go to Disneyland after, you know. If you're nice to your sister, maybe we'll put on that episode of Rocker Texas Ranger you've always been wanting to see. Okay, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. I'm slow. Uh, no, 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 no. Do not burn down that village. No, no. Don't do, don't do, don't do. You're doing it. <laughs> Okay, thank you very much, panel. We're going to move on to our next unlikely scenario, which is mutants rejected by Professor X's Academy. Uh, um, okay, you'd call him the skillet, and he's his superpower is that he can flip a pancake using only the pan. 
but it goes like three times. It like, you know, <laughs> and he doesn't leave the mansion. He just, you know, chills out in the in the kitchen. The skillet, you know. Come on, right? Come on, the skillet. In a mansion full of people with telekinesis, he is the only person who can do that. <laughs> Look, Professor X, I can get really short, and then I can get the height of an average woman of my demographic. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I have this power. When I'm put in a machine, I come real hard, and then it breaks the machine. <laughs> From the movie Barbarella. <laughs> so, um, what you're telling me is you got chicken feet. <laughs> Baba Yaga would be the name. <laughs> would be the name of that mutant. Uh, one mutant that was for sure rejected was... Rejecta. <laughs> um, just a guy covered in feathers, you know? Just, you know. <laughs> Hi, my name is Raven, and I can only see partly into the future, and then I make assumptions. <laughs> I am the great karaoke. I will ruin any song you love. Uh, okay, a guy that can communicate with dead... Meat. <laughs> this was a really happy cow. I am dead meat. <laughs> dead meat. <laughs> okay, one more. So this ground beef guy came into the office the other day. <laughs> All right, thank you, panelists. Next scenario is planets Captain Kirk would not want to visit. Oh, it's all dudes? <laughs> My anus. <laughs> I don't think that's true. <laughs> Earth, the final frontier. Hello, welcome to the feminist planet. <laughs> so you're telling me that on this planet, I can fight people with my fists, but I can't double axe them. <laughs> I was working one out that was similar. <laughs> that's such a fun fighting style. It's so stupid. <laughs> hey, you know what? This isn't going to work, but this might. Let's just it's do this all day. Fist. Double the fist. Double that looks like a really big jerking off. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> it's what he knows. All right. Thank you very much. Moving on to the next unlikely scenario. Classes you probably should not take at Hogwarts. <laughs> Let's say that again. Classes you probably should not take at at Hogwarts. Um, intro to turning the floor to lava. <laughs> the intro. Defense against the dark people. <laughs> that was a Black History Month moment <laughs> brought to you on And a Scotch Egg. Welcome to Hogwarts Sex Ed. We're teaching based on the 1970s Ontario <laughs> curriculum. That's not a fun, that's not a fun class. Abstinencia. Uh, level two sex ed, how to magic a baby out of your soul. <laughs> um, any class where you've got to, you know, dissect one of those owls, you know? <laughs> you don't want to take that class. 
<laughs> so to get the baby out, you use this special wand shaped like an ice cream scoop. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so I Poor Molly me- Weasley. <laughs> I learned recently that that's the, the, the gold thing in Quidditch, the snitch, that's alive. It doesn't want to play. It doesn't want to play! That's the class it doesn't want. Okay. <laughs> but it gets stitches. That's what it gets. Uh, hello. Uh, welcome to Sleight of Hand 101. I'm David Blaine, and I'll be teaching you tonight. <laughs> 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 okay. Is this your card? No, but why is it coated in unicorn blood? (laughs) Do they ever show them making those jelly beans that taste like anything? No. I feel like that would suck. (laughs) (laughs) It's the second part of removing the anal beads. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. We're going to move on to the next unlikely scenario. Lesser known Klingon operas. Ouch, 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 baby. (laughs) All Klingon operas. (laughs) Baklak Chuck. Ave Maria. (laughs) Peace. Oh, what is it good for? (laughs) Absolutely everything. The Batleth of Seville. Oh, that was great. That's that was pretty good. See, that was knowledge. But also, right that was popular. That was a popular one. It was. <laughs> For once, my degree is worth something. All right, moving on. <laughs> History's worst time travel fails, you won't believe, number three. <laughs> so, we got Hitler into art school, but oh, God. Oh, God. He could not take the critique from his final project. (laughs) Okay, so uh, we really fucked up. You gave me this magic bullet. We were aiming for Hitler, but it went through time and hit JFK. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hey, Caesar. um, What's up with your salad? (laughs) (laughs) So I hit this button, and then I ended up in 16th century England, and now I'm sort of a slave? (laughs) (laughs) said was really funny about the magic bullet because that's what they called it at the time when JFK was assassinated because it went in here and it came out okay that's also what they call that thing that you push down on and it chops onions yeah the slap chop no but it's also called a magic bullet there's also a magic bullet okay there's a third magic bullet as well but we already did the anal beads joke when they were inventing the magic bullet slap chop thing they were trying to make a time machine. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Because vegetables from the past, we gotta get them. <laughs> oh no, Marty, there's too many onions! <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you. <laughs> uh, you guys don't reward failure. We could have done better on that. <laughs> All right, that concludes this section of the show. We're gonna move on to another pop quiz. <laughs> Can I, oh, 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 my God, oh, my God. The category is Save the Planets. In a transparent metaphor for global climate change, the Star Trek TNG episode Force of Nature has a pair of scientists discover that the use of warp drives is slowly destroying the fabric of the universe. What does Starfleet do to address this problem? They find another fucking universe because people never change. 
<laughs> that is, I think that's a Futurama solution. <laughs> Sarah. Uh, they do nothing, because clearly this is just a Romulan plot to make Earth less competitive. <laughs> <laughs> Can you say Romulan one more time? Rom- Romulan. Romulan. Yeah. Romulan. 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 We don't know stuff. We don't know anything. (laughs) Everyone just keeps driving because of the economy, but they buy plastic straws. Paper straws. Oh. Oh. (laughs) The poor, the space turtles. It's really, it's a disaster. Yes. They introduce a warp tax and everyone gets real mad about it. (laughs) (laughs) They use more warp drives because faster is better, which is why they invented warp drives in the first place. That is true. Oh, they ignore the problem. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Anyone else? All right. Uh, So the correct answer is they bring a Vulcan teenager to Earth to yell at Federation officials, but nothing changes. Greta. Is her name Greta? Her name is Greta. Let's stop talking about discovery. (laughs) Get rid of it. Now, in fact, they enforce a warp speed limit for all non-emergency travel and then put off the problem for some other time. (laughs) They so. changed the warp drives, by the way. They fixed the problem. They did fix the problem. Don't hate on Star Trek. Okay. No, I was just going to say it was so it was it was really good at predicting the future. All right, next question. The category is leg day. According to Harry Potter lore, a phoenix can lift approximately how many times its own body weight? Muad'Dib is less concerned with the strength versus weight ratio of the bird and more with how it impacts spice production and if it poses a threat to thopter travel. By Jai Halud, the possibilities baffle my presci- prescience. Prescience? Is it prescience? prescience. Yeah. Prescience. It is prescience. Prescience, because I'm dumb. No. It's not prescience, no. It's not prescience. Everybody bombs, it's all right. It is It is prescience. Prescience. The phoenix can lift two times its body weight, which was kind of the crust, uh, the crux of that novel, because it's only three pounds. And that's how Sirius Black dies, because he just, like, falls into hell. Yes. <laughs> and so the phoenix can't lift him out again? Yeah, it's not. No, it didn't it work. Just... It didn't work. Yeah. I don't know yeah. why they brought him up. George. Wait, what do you mean? An African or a European phoenix? I don't know. No! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what are you talking? A northern reticulated? or? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Thank you, panelists. The uh, correct answer is actually uh, that it's a trick question. It's whatever is convenient to the plot. These (laughs) books are not very consistent. Uh, The next question, the category is Mr. Robot, LLB. In the 1942 short story, Runaround, Isaac Asimov introduces the three laws of robotics. Number one, a robot may not injure a human or allow one to come to harm through inaction. Two, a robot must follow orders from humans unless this conflicts with the first law. And what? Uh, Chris? You know, patrol the dust in my apartment while I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> like, make, keep it in line. Roomba! All right. I got drunk. Must inform Will Robinson of any and all possible dangers. <laughs> uh, must not tell anybody about the weird sex stuff humans will eventually do with them. <laughs> Especially if they come so hard, they break a machine. <laughs> 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 Fucking anal beads, man. Uh, it must be able to run on both Apple and Windows operating systems. Whoa, yes. Oh, impossible. Yeah, it is impossible. But it's the future. Like story. Yeah. 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 A robot must at all times give me the odds. <laughs> <laughs> you know. We'll it forever. 
<laughs> uh, must constantly have a good Wi-Fi connection. Mm. Yeah. A robot. Let me see. Never star in a movie with Will Smith again. <laughs> <laughs> Never do that, robots. Robots, I call them. Must be like hot, but in a way that makes you kind of want to kill yourself. Yes. <laughs> Shouldn't Valley, Will Smith just stop it? <laughs> Will Smith should stop it. Yeah. Is that the next? Do we have a time to open the floor? <laughs> no. Here's Will Smith should stop it is the correct answer to this question. <laughs> George, were you ringing in? No. Okay. <laughs> in that case, in that case, we'll move on. So the correct answer is a robot must protect its own existence as long as such protection does not conflict with the first or second laws of robotics. All right, moving on to the next question. The <laughs> category is catastrophe. <laughs> Get it? Because it's in the stars. Okay. In the 1979 film Alien, Lieutenant Ripley saves an orange tabby cat named Jones from the USCSS Nostromo at no small risk to herself. What was Jonesy's official military rank? George. Cat Pten. Boo! <laughs> You know what? It's fine because that rank is one below me admiral. <laughs> Capital answer there, George. <laughs> Bethany? Um, Mr. Meow Meow, my only viable possibility for a son in this situation. That is true of possibly all of us on stage. Sarah? Um, I believe his military rank was pig boy. You want a contest for Pink Boy? Lieutenant, uh, Meow Tenant Colonel. Uh, <laughs> it, it helps to know ranks to be yeah. able to. It does, yeah. it does. Yeah. Anyone else? Uh, major, Major Buttons. Oh. <laughs> it's just Major Buttons. That's. <laughs> How much you love that. He's so cute. Alright, the correct answer is Mice Admiral of the Fleet. Uh, Jonesy is Ship's Cat. That is the official name. Ship's Cat. Mice Admiral of the Fleet. Mice Admiral of the Fleet. Alright. Because it sounds like Vice. Yes. Yeah. That is the joke. If you know military ranks, that's a real good. That's a that's a keeper. All right. The category for the next question is politics. In the 2000 film X-Men, a politician advocating against mutant rights is injected with a serum that turns him into a mutant himself. What power does he gain? Bethany. White, cis, male, rich, able-bodied privilege! I think he started with that, doesn't he? Yeah. (laughs) George? Teenage ninja turtling. Yes. (laughs) Uh, he gets this power where he can't control constantly sending dick pics to junior staff. <laughs> uh, he is the skillet. <laughs> Hell yeah, baby. I will become cum. <laughs> uh, he gets the ability to have the most campaign contributors and be at the head of the pack. Am I right? Who are you, right? Am Bernie? I right? I think that's Bernie. We yeah. will be. We will beat Trump in November <laughs> because of my new power. No big campaign contributions. 
That was Liz Warren, everybody. Come on. Oh, my God. That's pyro, right? Because you feel the burn. He gets this power where when he comes, it's so hard that it breaks down the <laughs> Okay, thank you. <laughs> Uh, so the uh, correct answer is he can fill any wine cave with billionaires. Oh, Lord in heaven. Nobody follows American politics here. The, the correct answer is he can melt. So. Oh, I do. I, okay. Yeah. So some kind of, of us. Like becoming yeah. 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 It is kind of like becoming. Yeah. yeah. What did you say? Yeah. I am calm. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Because it gradually thins out over time. Anyway. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, the next question the category is so fucked up. Because up until now, it's been like pretty even yeah. keel. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> For one of these shows? <laughs> this is yeah. pretty tame. Uh, <laughs> the recent Netflix localization of the classic science fiction anime Neon Genesis Evangelion uh, caused controversy with fans by cutting the show's iconic ending theme song and changing what other essential feature? Velvet. Instead of using um, big mech suits, they're all in squirrel suits. <laughs> <laughs> Bethany. Uh, they replaced Shinji's uh, dubbed voice actor with Kevin Hart. <laughs> People didn't like it. No. <laughs> uh, Shinji didn't get to host the Oscars. It was sad. <laughs> it was too bad. <laughs> um, actually, you're mistaken. Everyone is played by Julie Kavner, who voiced Marge, so it's real fun. <laughs> Marge and Hart. I'm in the robot. I'm in the robot. I'm in the robot. What do I do? Bart! <laughs> They cut enough of the story that it just didn't fucking make sense anymore. <laughs> that could be, is that true? That might that, be true. That, that happened before they released it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I watched this a long time ago. It's not good. I'm sorry. No, that is incorrect. Sorry. <laughs> Negative 10,000 points. <laughs> they, somehow Scarlett Johansson ended up starring in it? Yes. <laughs> I think oh, I she's in that. Studio Ghibli movies, isn't she? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's going to play the uh, the slave in 13 Years a Slave in the, in the sequel. Oh, so yeah. proud of her. I'm so proud of her. She's so, she can do anything. She can do no wrong. Anybody? Okay, that's it. Uh, the correct answer is that you uh, no longer have to watch it on $300 bootleg VHX tapes. VHS tapes. Uh, VHX, though, that's fun. Ooh, VHX. Yeah, yeah. It's the spicy back. VHS. <laughs> <laughs> you no longer have to watch it on very expensive VHS tapes sold to you by a trench coat wearing nerd in the back room of 401 Games. <laughs> Except he's actually three Dragon Ball fans in a full size otaku <laughs> trench coat. Uh, no, they uh, censored Kawaru's uh, sexual attraction to Shinji. He no longer says uh, "I love you" and any of those things. So. That's real. That's a real. Yeah, they horror? took they oh, took the okay. gay right out. Oh, cool. yeah, terrible. Okay. Everybody was very upset. <laughs> did they what? Did Kevin Hart have a problem with the gay? No. <laughs> <laughs> he deleted those tweets. It was fine. It's it's fine though because Shinji does still you know jerk off over the unconscious girl. Anyway. Oh my god. Holy oh hell. my god. Watch, watch Evangelion, everyone. It's a great. great. Note to end on. Yeah. All right. That was it for our last pop quiz. Woo! Yeah. Woo! We're gonna move on to the last section of our show, which is debate club. In debate club, uh, pairs of contestants go up against each other to debate important issues of the day. And so our first debate is an ethical quandary: Should traitors be thrown out the airlock or incinerated? with Dragonfire. Arguing in favor of spacing, we have Velvet Wells 
And arguing in favor of dragons, we have Bethany Daniels. Velvet, the floor is yours. You have one minute. As we all know, Star Trek is about those moral and ethical stories wrapped up in warp drive, action adventure, and double fisting. (laughs) I realize on the audio podcast that sounds different than the action you're seeing here. Uh, So the idea of spacing somebody in the first place is usually right off the table. But in this case, for somebody who is a traitor to the way of the Federation, it is an ultimate demise. And I say that you need to, uh, the captain would be the one spacing the traitor. It is their direct action. By giving it to another animal, to give it to a dragon to take on that punishment, well, you're now imposing, you're basically going against the spacing prime directive. So you want to take this matter into your own hand. Three, two, one. Ding! Ding! Thank you, Velvet. Responding, we have Bethany Daniels arguing in favor of dragons. We are arguing in favor of uh, traitors being uh, like, you know, consumed by dragon fire. The thing about traitors is like, you know, they betrayed you. They broke your heart. You kind of like want to, this one, this needs to be like, what is punishment without pageantry, you know? Like you want to just like have these dragons and just like blow them up. It could be like a fireworks show. It could be really cool. And if you do it really, really well at the end, maybe we could have a family barbecue. (laughs) All right, thank you, Bethany. Velvet, you have 30 seconds to respond. You say you want pageantry, but we know that the Star Trek ships actually have a warp bubble around them, so you can space them, but still keep them out below, and they have windows all over the ship, so you can look at them. There's George, you fucking traitor. Thank you. Thank you, Velvet. Bethany, you have the last word, 30 seconds, starting now. But what about the barbecue? What brings a family together more than, like, you know, fresh meat, just, like, all made together, we're all enjoying it, we're all licking it off the bone, you know? Like, the airlock, you're wasting, you're wasting time, you're wasting space, you're wasting resources. So, you know, you just have to really think about what's good for the future here. All right, thank you. All right, audience, it is up to you to decide, should traitors be thrown into space? You can applaud. Or should they be barbecued by dragons? <laughs> Fava beans and a nice Chianti it is. All right. <laughs> so Bethany is the winner of our first debate. That's one point for the Fantastic Beasts. Our next debate. The question is, cool or uncool? Screwing around with the teleporter. <laughs> Representing cool, we have Chris Sandiford. Okay. Uh, yes, thank you. Uh, Yes, hello everybody. Thank you for convening this panel, uh, this great uh, panel, this great debate. Uh, If it pleases the social capital theater, I'll uh, just get started with my argument. Um, Be it resolved that it is cool to mess around with a matter transporter. Um, It is. Uh, Do you remember that great episode of Star Trek Voyager where, you know, they took my two least favorite characters, Neelix and Tuvok. What they do? They fuse them together using the transporter to create a new character named Tuvix. Isn't that fun? Even he had the best qualities uh, of both characters. He didn't have tu- uh, Tuvok's shall- uh, sh- uh, shallow adherence to logic, and he could cook. So <laughs> that's fun, right? And if you fuck around with the transporter, oh, everyone, hey, you're struggling with what, gifts for the family? Oh, yeah, I've been there, guys. Don't go to Amazon. Go to the transporter. Put a dog and a cat in there and make them a cat dog. That's fun for everybody, you know? <laughs> so, you know, they're, they're easier to clean up for because uh, it's got the sensibility of a cat. It shits like a dog, but it has the cleanup <laughs> sense of a cat. 
Um, um, it's a great tool, even better toy. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. If it pleases the court, thank you. All right. <laughs> and representing uncool, <laughs> we have George Bridges. Don't fuck around with the transporter. My opponent would have you believe that that's cool. I'm a captain on a starship. <laughs> Not once have I materialized on a planet without my fist in my mouth. <laughs> or buried to my waist. That's not funny. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> One time we were on a diplomatic mission to meet some aliens and the transporter chief beamed the whole group down in a human pyramid Naked, <laughs> facing seconds. the wrong direction. Uh, vote for me. <laughs> Thank you, George. Chris, you have 30 seconds to respond. Thank you so much. I, I take my time here. I take thank you so much, uh, Grand Grand Admiral, uh, for convening this panel once again. Thank it's you to the panelists. Mice Admiral. Uh, Mice Admiral, thank you very much for convening. Thank you for being here, uh, everyone in the in the uh, in in the social capital. <laughs> if it pleases the social capital, my opponent has condescended to you. He pulled rank on all of you. Did I? I didn't do that. I'm a nice guy. I'm not coming out being I'm a captain of an anything. I'm a person that likes to live just like you guys. Ten seconds. Furthermore, diplomatic missions should be fun. If I didn't do that pyramid thing, they would not have wanted to join the Federation. All right? We're a fun ship. We're a fun crew. And uh, Godspeed. All right. Thank you, Chris. George, you have the last word. 30 seconds starting now. I do not know a lot about science fiction or fantasy. I mostly agreed to do this show because he told me the title was Science Fantasy and I thought it would be like a bunch of naked people <laughs> with test tubes and beakers and stuff. <laughs> and don't beam people down to planets upside down. <laughs> That's not funny either. Thank you, George. Vote your conscience. No test tubes, but we did get a lot of tentacles, so I think things turned out okay. All right, do you agree with Chris Sandiford that screwing around with the teleporter is cool? <laughs> or do you agree with George Burgess that it is uncool? Woo! Yeah. All right, George wins. That's a point for the cyberpunks. And now time for our last debate. The two team captains will be facing off. The question is, be it resolved, the destruction of Horcruxes is murder. <laughs> Arguing oh, wow. in favor of the proposition is Mike Payne. Arguing against is Sarah Ashby. Mike Payne, you have one minute starting now. Well, you uh, you shortened my incredibly long original question. It was, be it resolved that if androids like data are life forms, then so are horcruxes. And yeah, this is really boring. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, guys, let's look at this mathematically, okay? Like, what plus what equals horcrux? Murder plus random object, pet, or person equals horcrux, okay? <laughs> this is funnier in my head. <laughs> oh, and maybe some fancy fake Latin words like avada cadavra uh, masturbatorius, which roughly fake translates to death followed by self-love. <laughs> 
The point is, horcruxes can be people, and two murders don't make a non-murder. And that's wrong. I bid you adieu. (laughs) Thank you, Mike. All right. Sarah, you have one minute starting now. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, like uh, so like how Mike just said, baking a horror crux does involve murder. And uh, guess what we have here in the judicial system? Death penalties. And what does that normally follow? Murders. Um, so what I'm saying basically is when you kill a horror crux, it's not murder. It's actually justice happening. If you were to have this argument with any superhero as well, you see the shit they pull, and they don't get any like, repercussions for that. Uh, I, think, I think if there's any anything we should focus more on is the for real murders that aren't getting solved versus the murders that happen to create things that might be murder if you kill them no like if we still can't figure out who killed jeffrey like jeff epstein then like (laughs) then i'm pretty sure we know who was murdered for those horror crooks All right, thank you, Sarah. Mike, you have 30 seconds. Is he just Jeff now? That's how familiar he is to you. (laughs) That's amazing. It's fucking murder! Because Harry was a Horcrux, right? And if you kill Harry, it's fucking murder, and then you go to jail forever. Lock it, throw away the key, the end. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> Sarah, you have the last word. 30 seconds starting now. All right. Um, yet again, uh, Harry did actually die and come back to kill that horrorcrux. So there's ways to destroy the horrorcrux without actually killing them. Uh, therefore, they're not really... If you can kill something without killing the actual person, then it's not murder. It's just breaking a curse. It'd be the same as like if you go into like a mummy's tomb and you need to like help like find a special jewel to protect yourself. It's essentially just Five that. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right, thank you. All right, and now audience, it is up to you to decide, is the destruction of Horcruxes indeed murder? Come on! Or is it not murder? Should we do it all the time? <laughs> all right, this is a very, this is a very anti-Horcrux crowd. So that's two points for the Fantastic Beats. Very good. Congratulations, very good. guys! You win the debate good. section of the game. And now for the overall game, I have to ask you, the audience, who do you like better tonight? Do you like the Cyberpunks? Whoa! <laughs> or do you like the Fantastic Beasts? Ooh, that's very close. Let's do it one more time. Who likes the Cyberpunks? Come on! And the Fantastic Beasts? I think the Fantastic Beasts have it. Congratulations, guys. That's you win the game. Like, edging. like you're close to yeah. coming, but then yeah. you don't, okay? It's still balanced. That's, wh- that's why you lost. <laughs> All right, thank you very much. Thanks. Thanks very much. This has been Science Fantasy. I've been Dan Donnelly. These uh, lovely panelists have been Mike Payne, Velvet Wells, George Burgess, Sarah Ashby, Chris Sanford, and Bethany Daniels. Tune in for our next episode, March 19th, here at the Social Capital. Looney Tunes, it's all going to be music. It's going to be very exciting, everybody. Uh, thanks to our Patreon sponsors. If you like the show and want to get even cheaper tickets than our special online deals, you can sponsor us on Patreon and follow us on social media. Or check out our website where all of our previous episodes are available. Thanks very much. Thanks to the Social Capital. Have a lovely night and a pleasant weekend. <laughs>